It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel and the accent is French. Uh, we talk love and romance here on The Rendezvous. Let me start by the result of this little poll. I just, I love when you go vote at therendezvousshow.com or you go straight to my Instagram account at Rendezvous Radio, same for Twitter. And I had this question for you, which was, your partner wants to open a new relationship. Okay or no way? 15% of you said okay, and 85% of you said no way. I'm not going to comment on this one. I'll just let you decide what you want to do. <laughs> That's an interesting one. And if you have any questions about your relationship, you can call me now, 855-905-8255. If you've been touched by love, if you have felt enchanted by somebody else's presence, share that story with me because you know I love these stories. Call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Marissa. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Marissa. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Have you been touched by love? I have, in just the greatest way. Ah, I want to hear this. Okay. So my husband and I have only been married for a couple of years, and I knew that he loved me, but we had this thing happen one day, and I just uh, it made me realize just how much he loved me. Tell me. So we had a child together, and I gained a little bit of weight during the pregnancy, which is very natural. Mm-hmm. But I didn't exactly lose the weight after we had our baby. So when it was our son's first birthday, we had probably, I don't know, 20, 25 people at the house. It was a really nice-sized party. And when I was bringing out my son's cake, we had one of my cousins there who can just be a really obnoxious gentleman. And uh, I was bringing the cake out for everybody, and my cousin made fun of my weight. He, like, made a joke, like Mm. a reference to my weight in front of everybody, and I was just mortified. I almost even dropped the cake because I just wanted to cry. I didn't know what Mm -hmm. to do, so I just had to suck it up because we had all of our family there and friends. So we did the cake and everything, and my husband didn't say a word, so I wasn't even sure that he heard the comment. Well, a couple of days later, I get a call from my cousin, and he apologized to me, which is not his personality to do at all. So I said, what in the world? He said, well, Tom called me the other day, and he told me that I was rude to you and that I owed you an apology, and if I wanted to be welcome in your home again, that I was going to call you and apologize. So he did. I'm so glad, Marissa, you shared that story because when I said there is no love without proof of love, he defended you, your husband, as he should, and he took your side and made it straight that he doesn't want to hear this kind of ridiculous comment again. And Listen, I'm glad this is inspirational for everybody else to understand we have to stand up for the one we love, right? Yes, and it doesn't have to be direct and it doesn't have to be blunt. He, my husband never even told me he made that call. He went, you know what I mean, and took care of it it just I meant love, so much to me. I understand, and I love it. And your husband, you know, did the right thing. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Marissa. That was that's a love story. That is an expression of love. Absolutely. It truly is. Thank you. Thank you, and have a good night. You too. I mean, have you ever had to defend your partner against family or friends? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever had to defend your partner, your husband or wife, your girlfriend or boyfriend? Against maybe a friend, even a family member, even a parent, right? I mean, that's where I really feel, just like when this call was Marisa, her husband, you know, went and called a cousin because he had an appropriate comment about his wife not losing the weight after pregnancy. That's what I'm talking about. And sometimes, yes, we have to correct our own parents, which is difficult, or grandparents, because 
Everybody makes mistake. And being older doesn't mean sometimes you're wiser. So I think that once you're in love, once you're in a committed relationship, especially once you're married, well, if anybody attacks your partner, you should defend them at the right time and not brutally in public and all this making a scene. I would do it the next day. I love that strategy. I want to share with you next a little story of how I defended a partner of mine and what's the story. That's next. So I was in a relationship oh, that was a long, long time ago. I was still living in Paris. And I had this lovely, lovely girlfriend. I was, let's say, I probably 24, 25. She must have been 20 and 21. She was actually an American lovely girl. And uh, we were dating for about six months. And my father, who's a law professor and a very, very good father, but a very serious man, he would keep picking on my girlfriend, asking her questions about American politics and the Constitution. And the poor girl felt, you know, very embarrassed. And I had to tell my dad, hey, that's enough. I said, Dad, this is not a classroom. And my girlfriend is not a student of yours. And so my girlfriend was, you know, very thankful and all that. I said, that's the right thing to do. And I've learned this lesson. There is no love without proof of love for my father, who always defend all of us. But hey, if one of my parents picks on my girlfriend and it's not fair... I'm going to tell them, and I'm going to tell them straight, with courtesy, but straight. No love without proof of love. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Benita, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? I need a little bit of advice. Sure. I have been using a few apps to date. And it's going okay. I'm matching with people. We're having great conversations, but I'm not really getting to that first date. Every okay. time that we make plans, it just it falls through or something happens. And I'm, I just don't know if I need to be more persistent or if I'm just doing something wrong. Okay. Uh, you mentioned great conversations. Would you say you go, once you start connecting, you go back and forth for a couple of days and just chit-chat together? Yeah, I would say that. We probably okay. go about two days and we'll mention going somewhere, but it just never comes to fruition. Okay. And then the conversations are just like, how are you? What's up? Or do you would say it's kind of deeper than that? Um, how are you? How is your day? What would you say is the weirdest thing about you? Getting to know each other, but not really diving deep. Okay, so how about we shorten that, and once you're connecting, don't ask any questions. Just say, hey, once you know the guy swipe or said okay or whatever, just go directly for the date. I don't want you to engage anymore in those chit-chat. The best is, you know, very, very little. How are you, you know, uh, let's get together. And that's it, because people are love, you know, mysterious, curious. And I think once, and we a lot of us make that mistake, is that, we don't know each other until we've met. And so we should not have long conversations of any kind, uh, even light, long conversation. The easiest is to say, hey, uh, nice meeting you electronically. Would love to have coffee. Let's see if he says yes or no. If he says yes, you go have a date. Otherwise, you don't engage in anything else, okay? I like that idea. Okay, I can do that. It's a strategy that usually works. The less you chit-chat, the more chance you have to have a date and just to meet in person. Because the rest really is just like, imagine you walk into a bar and before you would actually get a drink together, you'd chit-chat and all this. The same thing, just online. So just go straight to, hey, I hope you had a good day. Uh, uh, do you want to have coffee tomorrow? And you go from there. Direct and to the point. I can do that. Thank Stra you, Simon. You're welcome. Straight to the point. Good luck to you, Benita, and have a good night. 
I got to go to my Twitter DM because I just got a tweet. Somebody heard something no one wants to hear once you're in a relationship. I'm going to help them next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. You know, if you can't call me, you have a question, but you can't dial in for any reason. You can always tweet me or Instagram me at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what's this tweet about tonight? All right. So this Twitter DM is from Sophia that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Sophia. I love listening to your show and I have a question. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend told me that he cheated on me while he was drunk and I don't know if I should forgive oh. him or not. He's never done anything like this before and we've been together for three years. I told him I needed time to think about it and honestly, I'm not sure what to do. I love him and I don't want to lose him, but I'm afraid I won't be able to trust him again. Simon, what do you think I should do? So basically, Sophia, you're asking me if being drunk is a reasonable excuse to forgive cheating. Mm, Let's talk about that next. Stay with me. Here's a key question in any relationship. Is being drunk a valid excuse to explain you cheated on your partner? Sophia, just tweet me that on my Instagram at Rendezvous Radio. Uh, Sophia, listen, uh, no, being drunk is not in my book a reasonable excuse for cheating on you. It's not. So here's what I suggest. Before you decide what to do, I would really have a long conversation to understand how can that has happened. And I would go to a couple of therapists because you've been intoxicated emotionally by the negativity of someone cheating on you. So go check it out with a good therapist and decide then what's best for you. Because... A, people should not be drinking to the point of cheating. And B, there's many people who drinks who never cheat. So that's not a good excuse. But I give you the final decision because it's your relationship. So do what's good for you and only what's good for you. Good luck to you. I'm sorry that happened to you. I hope my advice helped. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, dial in 855-905-8255. 8255. Sarah, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Sarah. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on tonight? Yeah, well, um, I just heard your last segment, uh, and, you know, I, uh-huh. I do agree that alcohol is no excuse for cheating and all of that. I have uh-huh. kind of a similar situation, um, but I don't know. Uh, my boyfriend came home a couple days ago, and he had been out with some of his guy friends, and he was really drunk, and I guess he kissed some girl on the dance floor and he oh. came home and he immediately confessed to it, you know, and he didn't do anything else. It was just a kiss, but I just don't know if I, you know, if I trust him not to do it again, if I should, if I should forgive him, I just, you know, That's... is that different if it was just a kiss? Mm. Do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So a kiss and ulala are not the same. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> right. okay. So that for sure. Now, now the intent is still wrong, right? Because Sarah, your boyfriend yeah. should have no desire to kiss anyone else but you. So mm-hmm. the intent is the same. It's wrong. So before we decide what to uh, do and forgive him or not, in your intuition, Sarah, do you think there's room to forgive him or you think he's a sleazeball? I definitely don't think he's a sleazeball. I mean, we've been together for two years, nothing like this. I've, you know, I've never even been jealous or suspected or anything so this was just shocking it just it seems so out of character it is it's also passive aggressive because now he's intoxicated you with that information 
and then you have to deal with it instead of him being guilty and just keep that for himself because it doesn't help you to know this at all, right? Or you exactly. have now to you the one intoxicated with this pain, and you got to ask him why. So I would do this with him. I would um, wait a day or two to make him let you know suffer a little bit in the guilt, and <laughs> then I would yeah because he deserves it. And then I would say I want to ask you this. I want to say a why did you do it, and b why did you tell me? Because now you put me in the position to, A, be very disappointed, B, not know what to do. And I really wonder, are you upset at me for anything? Why would you do something like this? Because it's against me, A, to do it, B, to tell me. And we want to hear his answer. And when he speaks to you and he answers you, listen to your intuition, Sarah. Is he lying? Is he not? My intuition is on green or red. And then you go from there. Okay, Okay, that sounds like a good plan. I think so, too. So good luck to you. Thank you, and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Anytime. You know, when I listen to that kind of story, I really wonder, if you have cheated, should you tell your partner or just burn in guilt and leave your partner alone? Let's talk about that next. Do you believe that if you have cheated, you should tell your partner and ask forgiveness or just burn in guilt, never do it again, and do not break your partner's heart, right? That's a key question. Um, it's something that I've experienced um, being, A, sometimes a cheater and some being cheated on in my youth. So uh, the result of this is I believe more and more that we should not intoxicate our partner with useless information if we've been carefully taking precautions. Because once you hear from your partner, Hey, I have, I'm sorry I kissed somebody else. Or worse, hey, you know, I was drunk and, you know, I don't know what happened to me, but I met this person and we had ooh You just break your partner's heart and for what? Just to hope to feel better? So in the name of honesty, I know people say, oh, yeah, we should always tell. I don't believe so. I think we have to burn in guilt for a long, long time and then ask ourselves, why did we do it? And let me be honest, you want to know why I did it once or twice in my life, why I cheated? Stay with me, I'll confess, and I'll tell you that next. So I'm confessing, you know, I'm, I'm Simon Marcel, this is not the podcast La Confession, but I'm confessing. I have cheated a few times in my life, and shame on me. I regret it. Why did I cheat? I asked that question to myself. Simon, why did you cheat? For two reasons. A, selfishness. So... Having ulala with somebody new is always exciting. And B, I would say really lust. You know, just stupid. So it's never worth it. Mark my words. It's never worth it to cheat on somebody. The right way is to leave your partner, be single, and then do what you want. But I've made these mistakes. Um, a woman has forgiven me, and I was very touched. Another one have not. And I understand. But really... Lesson learned, don't do like me, do better than me. Do not cheat on your partner. Uh, You call the next, 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? You can call me right now. Bonjour, China. Bonjour, Simon. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on tonight? So, um... It's been about two years, and um, my boyfriend uh, has passed away. So I'm um, sorry for your loss. A, thank you. Yeah, it's just been a very difficult two years uh, trying to get over him, dealing with his passing. Um, 
you know, I've been seeing a therapist about once a week, and, you know, that is helping. But, um, you know, it's been really hard, and um, a lot of my friends are telling me, you know, I should start dating again, I should get back on the horse, you know, try dating sites or apps and whatever, and I just, ugh, I have, like, no desire. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know, I was just calling these because I thought maybe you'd have some advice on, on helping me get back out there. Okay, so when you have a big loss in your life, you have to respect the process of, of what I call, you know, a bury the past. You can't, if you don't feel it, China, don't go out there yet. I, I can tell you're not ready, and it's totally understandable. So it's like you have to go through the process of, you know, burying this past, make, you know, accepting the loss, and, and it's a very difficult, painful process and long. And so I don't think you should rush to, like, get on the horse, as you said, at all. I think you should uh, get back to the joy of life, slowly but surely. Little pleasures could be cooking, it could be going to a movie. It's not about romance right now for you, I think. It's more about regaining the fact that, you know, you've lost the loved one and you're going to continue your life with that, that person. And first, I would get to love my life again alone and then get to love somebody else. That would be the steps, I think. Right. Yeah, that's okay. a good idea. I agree. Yeah, thank you. Okay, good. So don't worry about whatever people say. Take your time. And, and once again, sorry for your loss, and, and, and I hope you, you're better soon. Okay, thank you so much, Simon. You're welcome, Shana. Have a good night. More rendezvous next. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel, and, and a big thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my show. I know it's late wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And I thank you for being with me and listening to those, those phone calls, to your phone calls, to your love stories. And let me tell you this. There's never one night I can't wait to be here. Can't wait to be with my team of producers that are all fabulous and a bit crazy and fun. And can't wait to hear your love stories. Can't wait to hear, you know, your questions and try to uh, improve romance every night here. So thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous. One little other information, if you want to listen more during the day of, of my podcast, La Confession, go check it out on our Heart Radio app. We have a lot of great episodes. The last episode was a question, do you watch Oulala movies, yes or no? If you want to know the answer, check it out, our Heart Radio app, La Confession. Thank you so much. Bonne nuit les petits. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.